0: Welcome to The $100 MBA Show, where our guests give their very best in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And as you've probably guessed it, today is a guest teacher episode. Today we have Jenny Blake from JennyBlake.me, and today Jenny is going to teach you how to pivot in your business or your career. Jenny has become an expert on this topic and knows exactly when and how to pivot if you need to in your business. She's also an amazing public speaker, which makes this lesson extra special. On top of that, Jenny is a best-selling author and has a new book coming out called The Pivot Method. You can check it out and check out all the links in today's show notes at 100mba.net slash mba93. All right, I'm going to pass it on to Jenny. So take it away, Jenny.
1: Hello, I am Jenny Blake, an author, speaker, and career and business strategist. I love creating systems at the intersection of mind, body, and business to help people move beyond burnout and thrive in a rapidly evolving economy. I'm the author of the forthcoming book, The Pivot Method, a blueprint for becoming more agile in work and life. And that book is coming out with Portfolio Penguin in early 2016. I am thrilled to be on the $100 MBA podcast today, talking about how to pivot your business or career. I am borrowing this term from Eric Ries, the author of Business Bible, The Lean Startup. He really talks about pivoting from a very methodical perspective, which I love. I've studied a lot about change, resilience, creativity, innovation, and I love the way that Eric Ries puts it in very measurable terms. He says that a pivot is answering a seemingly simple question. Are we making sufficient progress to believe that our original strategic hypothesis is correct, or do we need to make a major change? Or rather, that question is the prelude to deciding whether or not your business needs to pivot. And he describes a pivot as a structured course correction designed to test a new fundamental hypothesis about the product, strategy, and engine of growth. In a previous interview, he also describes a pivot as a change in strategy without a change in vision. What does this mean for smaller businesses or entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, or even people who might be working full-time considering a broader career pivot? There are a couple of ways that I think you can tell when it's time to pivot. One, you have completely and totally hit a dip. Now, sometimes a dip is like Thomas Edison, you your, your 9,999 failure and you're just around the corner from your success. But sometimes a dip is also an indicator that it's time to make a change and do things differently. Ultimately, your gut will be a very helpful tool in deciding whether or not to make a change. But some of the kind of red flags that I look out for One, you feel very stressed. You're working very, very hard and you're not seeing results. You're not having natural flow and serendipity coming your way. Everything feels like pushing a huge boulder uphill and you're not feeling a sense of traction. Sometimes it's time to pivot your business or your career when you feel bored. You just simply are not engaged. Maybe things are working, but they're kind of on autopilot or What got you here is not what's gonna get you there. So boredom in itself can kind of be an indicator that it might be time to do things differently. And that's not to say that we all jump ship the second things get difficult or aren't exciting, but rather is what you're building still on track toward that future that you wanna create. Another indicator that it can be time to pivot is if you feel like you've hit a ceiling. You've gone as far as you can go, whether it's with you the size of your business, the level of your income, maybe even the number of hours that you're working, you realize, I need to make a major change if I'm going to take things to the next level. For a lot of solopreneurs, that might be hiring your first few hires, whether it's full-time or outsourced or part-time, but it's starting to delegate and, and have better systems, Now, just delegating and having systems and optimizing your time, those are not pivots. Those are natural, linear extensions of growth. I define a pivot as a really methodical turn in a new direction, and that's very similar to Eric Reese's definition. The question is, how do you do that? So if you're pretty clear that the small tweaks that you're making are not going to take you on the right path, or you can see that the road ahead, if you keep doing exactly what you're doing, is not going to take you where you want to go, then it's time to consider shifting more methodically in a new direction. How do you do that? There's a three-step process that I recommend, and this is one that I have reverse engineered from my own Many years of searching and trying to answer the question, what's next, Some, sometimes I feel like we never really know. The iPhone didn't even exist prior to seven years ago, and now look, there are billion dollar apps and industries that have been created because of it. So while I don't think that you need to know the exact specifics of what's next, I do think that we all know when you hit that point where things just aren't working anymore. So the three steps to successfully pivoting your business or your career are plant, scan, and pilot. And you might need to cycle through these over and over. They don't, it's not just one and done for each step. So I encourage you to treat this as a cycle, not a one-time process. Plant, ground down in your known variables. Think like a basketball player. When they stop dribbling, they have their plant foot which is rooted firmly into the ground and their pivot foot where you can scan the horizon for new opportunity. In the plant step, you want to get very clear on your existing assets. First of all, what is working in your business? What do you enjoy? Who do you know? What experiences do you have? You can even go all the way back, what did you love doing as a little kid? Look for clues. We are now on the grand treasure hunt adventure for what the next leg of your pivot is going to look like. So it's time to start with a solid foundation of clues of what's working. Part of your plant can also be in your vision. Even if you don't know the specifics of where you want to go, usually people have even a foggy idea. I want to feel engaged in my work. I want to feel excited to get out of bed every day. I like to even ask specific income numbers. What is your minimum needed? What would be your monthly nice-to-have or annual? And what's your jump-out-of-bed-with-glee income figure that you want to aim for? Include any other known variables that you have about your future vision. So picture yourself a year from now. What does smashing success look like? You can also, part of your plant and grounding down can be in your values. As you shift your business or your career, what is really fundamental to you? It might be service, helping others. It might be your own personal growth. It might be making a scalable impact on a certain population that really you feel compelled by. So once you've gotten clear on what's working, now we can start to look for clues about what's next. The biggest mistake that I made that I think chewed up a lot of time during my pivot was focusing so much on what's not working, what I didn't like, what I didn't want to do anymore. And I was frustrated with myself that I didn't stop sooner to say, Well, what is working? For example, when I had I had come out with a book, Life After College, I was doing speaking and workshops. And even though I didn't know what was next, who was I if not the girl who left Google or the girl who wrote Life After College? I, I was frustrated that I didn't have my next kind of topic area picked out. But once I started looking at, well, what do I enjoy? Speaking, coaching, consulting, and what do I feel my strengths are? That's eventually I landed on systems at the intersection of mind, body, and business. And now here we are talking about the pivot method, which also came out as a result of all that searching. The second phase of the process is scan. Now, when you're firmly rooted in what's working, you can scan the horizon for new opportunities and people. Who's doing what you want to do? Whose businesses do you admire? Whose business model sounds exciting to you? What opportunities are out there? What events can you attend? What books can you read? Scanning does not have to be people that are in your direct orbit or your direct network. It can be. Scanning is about going broad. Don't narrow yourself down yet to trying to find the thing or the answer. Brainstorm. Do I love doing mind maps? Put you and your business and your career in the middle of a piece of paper and draw spokes for all of the different opportunities that are out there. I love studying business models of what other people are doing. For me, one thing that I could plant down and root down in is I love the idea of what Dan Pink and Malcolm Gladwell do they are authors they have ideas that help transform society and the world of work and they come up with innovative concepts that then are the foundation for all kinds of other activities they might do like coaching and workshops or follow-up series what didn't necessarily resonate with me is the online marketer model so that was good it started to give me a lens at which I could evaluate opportunities then the third phase of the process is pilot pilot. Think of a pilot TV episode. It's one episode meant to test and see, is there interest in this? Is there, is the audience going to like this new TV series? Run a series of experiments, small experiments in your business that can help you determine if in fact you want to throw all your weight behind that decision for the next move. So an example of a pilot pilot, I ran a program called Brilliant Sparter earlier in the year and that was a monthly recurring coaching model. Even though I'm not continuing to this day, it really helped me pilot a monthly retainer billing model. Now, when I bring on a new coaching client, they're all on monthly retainer and it has helped me tremendously to know when my income is coming in on the first of every month, exactly how many clients in my schedule I have room for. And it's so different than what I had been doing previously with one and three month long engagements. So what experiments can you run? Again, brainstorm a list of activities, big and small, that will help you assess three things. One, do you like this new activity or direction? Two, are you good at it? And three, is there a market need for it? or want? Do your customers, does your platform or your audience actually want this from you? So if you love doing underwater basket weaving and you're great at it, that still doesn't mean that people want to buy it. As you're piloting, you'll start to get a gut sense. Does this feel good? Does this have momentum? Are things naturally falling into place? And if so, then you can make a bigger, more strategic plan for how to carry out and execute that new direction. So the three steps for one more time, plant, scan, and pilot. And at the end of the day, we're all guessing. So be a scientist in your own life and your own business. Take the emotion out of it as much as you can. You're not a failure. You're not flawed. You are good enough, smart enough, strong enough, all of the enoughs. And you will face some dark days in your pivot. But I want to read you a quote from Seth Godin's wonderful book, The Dip, a little book that teaches you when to quit and when to stick. He says, in a competitive world, adversity is your ally. The harder it gets, the better chance you have of insulating yourself from the competition. If that adversity also causes you to quit, though, it's all for nothing. So stick with it. And he also says, the fact that it's difficult and unpredictable works to your advantage, because if it were any other way, there'd be no profit in it. The reason people bother to go windsurfing is that the challenge makes it interesting. The driving force that gets people to pay a specialist is that their disease is unpredictable or hard to diagnose. The reason we're here is to solve the hard problems. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nicole and Omar for having me on The $100 MBA. And if you want to learn more, you can find me at JennyBlake.me, on Twitter at Jenny underscore Blake. And you can also learn more about the book at ThePivotMethod.com. Thanks so much. Bye, everyone.
0: Thank you, Jenny, for that awesome lesson. I love the fact you can hear her smile through her voice. That was a jam-packed lesson, so don't forget you can get all those links at 100mba.net slash NBA93. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you love what we're putting out here for you, why don't you drop us a rating interview and, and let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you think of the show. And you can learn how to do that at 100mba.net slash show. Guys, I want to leave you with this. Sometimes we're scared to change things in our business. Sometimes we're scared to admit that things are not going right. Things are not working. And that's what I love about today's lesson with Jenny. She highlights the fact that it's okay to switch things up. It's okay to pivot. It's better for you to make a change and move forward and have progress in your business rather than doing the same thing that's not working. At the end of the day, you want to be a successful entrepreneur. That's my goal. That's my goal to have freedom and flexibility and do the things I want. If a project's not working, then I move on or I change it or I do something else. I haven't failed because I'm still on the path of doing what I love to do, being an independent creator, being an entrepreneur, and striving to be my very best. So thank you guys again for listening, and I'll check you in the next episode. Take care.